0: This is a pay on media production. The following podcast on the Your Own Pay Podcast Network will contain adult content. Listener discretion is advised. More information about this episode can be found at yourownpay.com. It's Demasi and Michael just talking tech. Man, we have a few things to talk about today. And I didn't even realize it. First of all, if you are still listening uh, after last week's episode, we definitely appreciate it for sure. And uh, (laughs) uh, hopefully this week will be a little bit more lighthearted for your listening pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for sticking with us through that episode. Uh, We did want to get some things off our chest and we will carry on the new show. Exactly.
0: So you're coming in to clean feed on Safari, huh?
1: Yep. So there was an announcement. When was it? Do you remember when it was, Mike? I was don't some time know, in the past. go
0: ahead. Yeah, go ahead and I'll get an exact date. That way I can grab the link to put it in the show notes as well.
1: All right. And those show notes will be at com slash DM77. Uh, it was sometime in the past two weeks that much i'm I'm certain of because it's been since we last recorded uh but clean feed which is the tool that we're using to record August ourselves 11th. uh August 11th which uh was actually that was more than two weeks ago jeez we're late yeah,
0: uh, yeah a little bit man <laughs> i should have yeah, yeah yeah anyway so august 11th clean feed on, made
1: 28 it. so last time we would have recorded would have been the fourteenth. so yeah they yeah. announced it about three days before we dash recorded but nobody was paying attention uh i was all upset about other stuff <laughs> 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 but we're using clean feed and they have added official support for joining a session in Safari is what I believe I read. Uh and I think they're in the process of working on the ability to um launch and control or host a session in Clean Feed from Safari. Uh but good news for those who are, have to join sessions that they can join in from Safari because I can think of several people who shall remain nameless that would probably not go install Chrome if we needed them to in order to join a session.
0: Uh And as the notes in the release say, it means a uh, much simpler joining experience for people on the Mac and having one less step for your guests uh, can make a big difference between either them coming or not coming
1: that is true snark all aside like there are a lot of people who use max and don't have chrome installed or only go to chrome specifically and still have safari set as their default browser and i gotta tell you like i actually use a tool that and i will find the name of it in a second uh, but i actually use a tool that i was able to configure clean feed links whenever i click a clean feed link uh it's basically doing pattern matching and then it launches chrome For that link, even if Chrome is not even open, because it is super annoying when you click on links that go to your default browser, which for me is Safari and probably shall remain Safari. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you're using a tool that does not work in Safari or doesn't work well in Safari.
0: So while you're looking for that, I'm going to throw a question at you. And if you need extra time, let me know. But what I know I attempted and. I changed the default browser when you hit right option S to actually open Chrome. So you made a comment there for a second. What makes you think that Chrome could not, or may not be your default browser?
1: Primarily because, you know, I think just cause I'm used to Safari opening, cause I do okay. find myself on occasion, you know, using Chrome a lot. Uh Chrome is, I actually have a keyboard shortcut mapped to Chrome, which is control, no option, Right option C. And reason being, I mean, just like there are some things that don't work well in Safari versus Chrome, there are the occasional sites where like the experience is slightly better in Safari uh, or, you know, any text-heavy thing where I know I want to be able to actually copy text. um, I prefer to do that in Safari. I do use the VO shift C to, there's a quick tip for you guys, if you didn't know that, if you're a voiceover user, VO, shift c will copy the last thing the voiceover spoke uh literally literally the last thing it spoke <laughs> the downside to that in chrome which it seems to be right now the only way that i know how to copy stuff out of chrome is occasionally for me in chrome i will get chrome has new window and then i'll hit vo shift c <laughs> as i'm trying to hit vo shift c chrome has new window and then that's what ends up on my clipboard uh, <laughs> so that's slightly annoying <laughs> uh but there are some things that work better in Safari or the experience is slightly better. Also, uh, I like using Apple Pay, which doesn't work in Chrome, to my knowledge. Uh, so there's a lot of that, too. But I do use both browsers, I would say, about equally. And um, Firefox is still a thing that I, I jump to on occasion as well.
0: See, for me, my browsing experience on Windows is Chrome is my primary browser. I, there, I I don't have an answer to why I'm not using Edge as my primary browser. Um, I, I really don't have that answer. It is something I need to – I don't even use it in my workflows, not even on my taskbar. I, I should play with that more. That being said, however, I use Chrome – right now, mainly for YouTube. We talked about it a couple episodes ago about why I like it uh for YouTube content consumption. And I think I can go in and if if I remember right, I can install the add on that I'm using in Chrome into Firefox. But when I'm when I just want to open something and just listen to a stream in the background, like AMI audio, or when I'm listening to one of our local radio stations, I have it playing in Firefox because in Windows 10, I was able to set this up, and it looks like it's going to be easier in Windows 11. Oh, by the way, side note, we can skim over it, come back to it. I am running Windows 11 on beta right now on both of our computers. We don't have Windows 10 in this house anymore. Interesting. But what I can do is I have Firefox set on chan one of these channels. It's either 3, 4, or 5, 6. I think it's five, six, actually. And that allows me to keep Chrome audio on its own channel. So if I get a call, I can turn the audio down or typically what I do is I just reach over and hit mute and that turns off the audio in Firefox, but I can still hear Chrome and it's a lot less fiddling around and makes it super easy. But that's my browser workflow right now. And Chrome just seems to win out. Although I do need to try Edge out. So I'm making a note to myself to do that. I'm not putting it in Todoist yet, but... It might. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I don't look at it in the next, by the time this episode goes out, so in the next three days, then I'll probably put it in Todoist.
1: So to revisit the app that I'm using that um, I use to manage like which browsers open and it's, it's a pretty full featured app. So it's more than just browsers. For example, I could configure it. I haven't done it this way, but I could configure it so that any Zoom link I click opens the zoom application directly and completely bypasses the browser uh can have mail to links open up specific mail apps etc so very nice app i used to use an app called choosy uh for picking different browsers or setting browser rules but this app is called open in uh and the link will be in the show notes at your dm 77
0: are you listening marty That will solve the problem that you have had uh, when you click a link from your email and it goes to the browser and then you got to click the button that says open in Zoom. This, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, Damasi. if you click a link in your email, it could be set up to automatically open that meeting in Zoom directly without going to the browser. Yep. So I was wrong. There is a way to bypass that.
1: Yeah. Now I haven't configured it that way, so I will test that since you have now said that just to make sure uh that the experience is great. But uh app is capital open capital in, capital O P E N, capital I N, all one word. But like I said, link will be in the show notes because Googling open in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you what, I hadn't found it when I googled it yet, so uh, but pretty pretty slick application. I like it. I'm actually using it as a part of SetApp. Uh picked up a nice deal on SetApp about two ish months ago, two and a half months ago. Mike, this is one of the apps that I was trying to think of the other day when we was talking to and you was asking what was I using in SetApp. Oh
0: okay. uh,
1: but this is one of those apps that I found thanks to SetApp, uh which is pretty amazing. So I would recommend this app for sure if you are a multi browser user or there are certain you know, specific applications you would like launched based off a URL scheme. And uh, this just works quite well, may not necessarily need it quite as much. I don't I haven't looked at Monterey yet, so I don't know what type of shortcut capabilities you can implement uh, to probably solve this problem the same way, but works for me today.
0: And I found the set app version of it but not the actual developer version but that puts us down the path of being able to uh, that
1: it is an app store app hence the reason that you're not quickly finding ah, it because okay. I'm on the developer's website now and I do remember that it was an app store app So see uh.
0: here's some I'm going to leave this in the audio editing some of the background things that we go through that sometimes you guys don't hear we're frantically googling links to be <laughs> able to find them to put them in the show notes <sighs> Fun times. Boom. All
1: right. So actually, there is also a website download, but I am saving the link for that now. Giraffes.
0: You will text it to me later, or chat it, or Discord. If I could only get Demasi to start discording me messages.
1: Hmm. I was just man. I was so, just thinking and, of
0: a way to get messages to the computer. What I do right now is you send me links, I copy them, I email uh, them to myself.
1: <laughs> I mean, if it'll make your life easier, dude, I can, I can definitely send you or messages. We can and,
0: go back to a Google Doc.
1: Yeah, we could do that too. Just call it like but, random gen, resources. Or but something. for general, I mean, for general purposes though, I can start putting links and and. Uh, I mean, look, there's a share sheet for Discord on iOS, which is usually how I'm sending you links anyway, most of the time. Uh, so I could easily send it to you as a DM in, in Discord.
0: And once you do it once or twice, then it's kind of nice because my name flo- we'll floats up It will start to up surface there. up yeah, as and it'll Michael say, It'll Discord. say Payone in Discord.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I could do that, man.
0: We'll play with that. By the way, no guys, problem. we're liking Discord now. Oh. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't. I think we mentioned it. Oh, we were talking about doing a live show last time.
1: Yeah. That
0: yeah. We didn't get any feedback, so that is not happening.
1: Are you listening? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody out there? <laughs> so, Damasi, talking about tools that we're using. I sent you a link earlier today. Did you see it?
1: I did see it. And I was going to ask you, where. Did, so did you find this link? So what we're talking about before we get too far. Down the path of talking about it is Mike sent me a link to an a drafts action. Uh, He had asked me, I think it was earlier today, actually, or yesterday, possibly. It was last night. You know how to solve a problem that he had, which is: is there a drafts action that would I could run that would automatically open up the link in the drafts in the draft in a specific draft in Safari? And my answer was, I don't know if there's an action that already is, is search the directory first. And if not, go to the community because I'm fairly certain I know the process of creating such an action uh, and somebody may have already done it. Uh, So where did you find this action? Did you find it in the directory or did you jump in the disk? Okay. Good deal.
0: Found it in the directory. I searched for Safari. I tried one and it didn't work. And that was user error now that I know what happened. So I tried another one and that one didn't work. And then I went and looked and I'm like, oh, Oh, you can't do left bracket text that you want on your link. New line, new line, right bracket, left parentheses, (laughs) URL, new line, right parentheses. (laughs) So that's why the first one didn't work. Uh, The second one does work just fine. And it was actually a higher in the search result one. So I think it's a more popular one. And what this does is if you have a markdown formatted link, properly formatted, and you only have one in it. You tap this action. It will find that markdown link and it will open that in Safari. Then if you have multiple links so you have a list of links uh, that are markdown formatted, it will pop up and prompt you for which link you want to open in Safari. And you double tap on the option that you want to choose or single tap if you're not using voiceover and that will then open it in safari and that seems to have solved my issue i i don't use bookmarks in safari do you Demasi?
1: i do not
0: i don't know why i don't I think it's just because it's a couple of taps to get where I need when I can just open drafts, find the draft that I have, which is typically towards the top. And now just run this action to open that URL where it was. I ran the copy action then I'd switch over to Safari and I'd paste it into Safari. But now this kind of streamlines that whole process for me.
1: I would say, so one of the reasons I don't use bookmarks anymore is one, because, you know, a long time ago when bookmarks were the thing, uh, I ended up with like a super hot mess of a bunch of crap. Uh, Secondly, and I think this may subconsciously contribute to you, sort of the resistance for you is that you switch browsers Mm. quite a bit. So even though you will have these bookmarks on iOS, well, they wouldn't be there on Chrome on windows or they wouldn't be in chrome on the mac or they wouldn't be in edge or wherever right like there's not that universal i mean i'm pretty sure there are tools out there to do it but they all do from my memory again i have not looked at any of these tools literally in years probably before i even knew you mike is the last time i looked at something that would sync my bookmarks across browsers but that is one of the problems where there are many other ways for me to keep track of links that i want to you know come back to at some point i mean drafts just drop a link in drafts and i'm done
0: yeah Drafts is amazing. I, 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 I don't think we have talked about it in a little while. So yeah, I'm I'm getting more use out of Drafts now that uh, it renewed not too long ago. So, and <laughs> it it it's great for taking down notes. I was listening to a a youtube stream i think it was and someone made an offhanded comment about something and i'm like oh that is amazing and i threw it in drafts and then when i had time to sit down at the computer i opened drafts and i googled the information and it was a great use of it because all i had to do was four finger well actually i One finger slid up from the bottom, double tapped on drafts, put the note in, and then use four fingers flick to the right so I was backing YouTube and could continue the video that I was watching. So it was just a pretty seamless, straightforward process.
1: Cool. I used to have a shortcut, and I may still have it where I would have uh, just quickly, and I had it set up to run with Siri so I could just quickly dictate text into drafts from the phone. You know, of course on the watch I keep the complication for drafts on my um watch face. Whichever watch face I happen to be using, there's gonna be a drafts complication. You're almost guaranteed of that. Even on the stupid Siri face with only two complications. One has to be drafts. <laughs> I just sent you that link in Discord by the way.
0: Yeah. I was just messaging you thanks to tell you that I got it. <laughs>
1: Do you remember this back channel uh, audio system that we were looking at? No. Um, man, I'm super pissed because I lost my lightning to headphone adapter, which means I need to now buy another one. Hmm. Uh, I forget uh, the Nicholas name of mine, it. Nicholas has mine,
0: I think. One one of mine. Oh Nicholas
1: well, has one and Benjamin
0: has the other.
1: So if I gave it to a kid, that's a whole different thing than me losing it. Yeah. Like I have no idea where it is.
0: Do you know where your headset buddy is? I do. Is it
1: Nope. Okay headset buddies right here and that's why i lost it though is because of what i used to do so i didn't have the headset buddy out for a while uh we'll drop a link in the show notes to the headset buddy you guys can check it out handy tool not just for clubhouse i bought it knowing that clubhouse is going to eventually fade from my active social life uh but it solves several other problems because i can plug my phone in and have conversations and hear them all through the Mm -hmm. board. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason I bought it uh, because I also knew I was going to have a mixer. Uh, So, but I haven't been using the headset buddy since I moved my office back to the back of the house. Uh, So I had it in a drawer, but I did have a, what are these cables called? You know, the RCA cable plugged in uh, to the board and I would plug my phone into that if I was like listening to a podcast or some music or audio book or something like that and be able to adjust that volume up and down independently while i was working on the computer so i'm still listening to whatever it was i came in here listening to and i used to keep the lightning adapter connected to that cord so all, right. all i have to do is come in and just plug the phone in well yeah. my lightning earbuds that i had my pioneer rays stopped working uh and unfortunately i don't think i'm going to be able to get them fixed i'm going to try to call them on monday uh, but I don't think I'm going to be to get them fixed because their warranty covers you for a year if you buy them from an official uh, retailer. And uh, I bought mine off of eBay. so uh, uh, They were still new in the yeah. box, sealed, but I bought them off of eBay. I didn't get them from Amazon. I didn't buy them from Best Buy or whatever. So.
0: But it can't hurt to call and ask. And yeah, I, I hate to them. tell you this, Demasi, but I think we saw that the writing on the wall with those headphones. I'm pleasantly not surprised. <laughs>
1: yeah 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 (laughs) but anyway they stopped working so i had to start using a pair of regular you know plug-in headphones when my bluetooth were charging so that started moving the lightning the headphone adapter around but i still stayed in the habit of like okay when i switch back to bluetooth i would take that out of the phone plug it back into the cable coming out of the board right well i stopped doing that and would just lay it on the desk and then (laughs) lay it on the desk and then lay it on the desk and now i have no idea where the hell i laid it but apparently i did not lay it on the desk the last time i had it i don't know where it is but anyway i mean it's only you'll like find it about the
0: month. day that your replacement ones do your
1: replacement here. yeah exactly which probably won't be until like september 12th or something because shipping time seemed to be really screwy with amazon right now
0: so, Demasi and I have both been playing with Todoist again. Well, you know what? I'm going to start finding every single episode where we mention Todoist, and I'm going to reach out to Todoist and be like, can you can you sponsor us so we can get more listeners to hear about Todoist? Because we we come and go, and we are, at this time, coming to Todoist, and uh, hopefully we'll be sticking with it. I went through, cleaned up a lot of projects. I, I spent probably a half hour, if I would have tracked my time, I would have known for sure, a uh, half hour for Forty-five minutes yesterday, just deleting projects, going through, seeing what I needed to keep moving things from one project to another. It's like, well, I only need this task in this project anymore and I don't need anything else. So I deleted a couple of projects. Uh, I also went and started adding stuff. I've got it back to where Todoist is reminding me and I deleted when I got started with Todoist, so there's a few reoccurring tasks that are from like 2018 or 2019, and they they're like weekly reoccurring or daily reoccurring tasks, and I became very notification blind to notifications from Todoist because a lot of my things were notifying me of tasks that had due dates and. I don't necessarily need that. I do need to know that they have due dates. So they show up in my today view. But when I started finding that these notifications were a bit overwhelming, then I decided to simply stop using Todoist, which means, Credit card bills were like, "Uh, Michael, you should give us some money in the next couple of days. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, And so things started slipping through the cracks when I stopped using Todoist. How has your reinitiation of Todoist been going, Demasi?
1: it's been going good uh i did a similar thing to you where i went through and started deleting old projects that like they got started but they were not going anywhere no longer needed getting rid of a bunch of tasks really just reorganizing because there's a lot of things that i had in there that had due dates and like you know that's one of the things that was annoying me is like i would look at to do this and it would be like oh you got 17 things that are past due and i'm like they're not really past due i kind of used them to make notes to myself (laughs) uh and, and didn't spend the time to appropriately organize them, but I've done two things. Uh, one, just a general cleanup of removing things that don't need to be there anymore, uh, organizing things where they need to go record, you know, based on project or what the actual intent is. And deciding that I'm going to, so I, I've had to do some reorganization in a lot of places and to do is, Prompted a lot of this, but it, it finally made me make a decision about some things so to do this is where things go that have to be done or are you know things that need to be done like they're going have a due date or I need to start working on them, et etc et etc like actual actionable things like there's some action I have to take on this uh that could be as simple as reorganize your freezer uh, mm. or you know buy this book bundle from Bundle Hunt, not Bundle Hunt, uh, Humble Bundle. Uh, but I set the due date for that to be like the day before the bundle is gonna disappear. So if I actually do decide I wanna buy it, I won't forget to buy it. didn't need to buy it right then. Uh, but I've also started because i had started using todoist as sort of a feature where i would just clip things to it that i wanted to remember like this thermostat that i wanted to check out for the Mm -hmm. house that that had wi-fi and it's like that really doesn't need to be in there what that should be is for me in drafts and just set up a workspace that is like you know home gear or something uh You know gear for the home and then just start adding those things in there with links and then that way i can even just very quickly write notes as to why i'm looking at this thing or why this is interesting to me or why i'm watching this space and there's no set time like i don't need a new thermostat the one we have isn't broken it's just not accessible and it's not smart and i wanted a smart one so doing things like that um i've also went back to using good links oh man I, I i am dreading having to go through good links and clean that up but i have started <laughs> to uh so between liar leary and good links i think i have worked out a fairly reasonable system moving forward um which is articles that i want to come back and so when i'm going through leary because i do have a lot of fees and i probably should start cleaning those up at some point but Four stories that I want to read or that as I'm calling down that initial list, don't send everything into good because I'll never read it. That's what happened to paper, like I just flooded insta paper mm-hmm. with so much crap. it was like I'd never go and read it. I just put a star by it in in Leary, which means I can quickly go to my star stories when I want to actually start reading things, and I'm done kind of cleaning up or or dismissing the the items that I'm not interested in reading. And there's my reading material for some of these longer form articles. So there are two types of articles that I will send to good links. They're either extremely long and I don't have time to sit there and read them right then. uh, I will send them to good links or if I read an article and it's like, hey, this is some good information to be able to pull from at some point in the future. Or this is a good reference article to send people who are like, how does two-factor work? Like, oh, well, here's an article that explains it much better than I do, much better than I can. And I also don't feel like explaining it to you again. So here's an article. Uh, I send those things to good links and I just put a tag on them of, you know, helpful or I forget the exact tag, but I have a tag for them. So, you know, explaining two-factor or y passwords for this or etc cetera, etc cetera. a lot of things like that that i will you know just put tags on them and uh, good links looping all the way back around to to do is my to do looks a whole lot better than it used to i still have some cleanup like i need to remove some labels and uh, that's about it. Just I need to clean up some of the labels that I have in there. I haven't ever created my own custom filter, so I don't have any of those to worry about. I will start working on those at some point, but it's a lot better. And I've actually been checking off things uh, consistently, uh, either because I've done a thing and it's like, oh yeah, I had that to do. Is go go check that off because it's done. Even if it was done before the reminder or the due date I off, like D- you know, I just told you that I had to reorganize my freezer uh mm-hmm. So oh, go ahead.
0: And are you so what I'm hearing you say is that there for a while to doist kind of became your drafts, sort of? Uh
1: sort of, because it would be like, oh, here's a thing that either I need to investigate this or I want to at some point buy this. Mm. And a lot of people use like a someday list, right? Like, and I hear a lot of people that use task managers on different podcasts or different bloggers that say like, oh, you know, I have a someday list, right? So I was trying to sort of adapt that method, except I never did the, the upfront work of having a designated place for the someday. Because to me, someday, what doesn't work about the someday project for me in general is not everything that. I want to do someday is related to each other. So if it's like, what is that thermostat that I wanted to go buy? Well, I'm not going to go look at my someday list for that. That doesn't make any sense. It belongs in home because, you know, <laughs> something I'm trying to get for the home. Uh, so I had started trying to use it in that manner, but the way that I was doing, it wasn't working because I didn't have a, a definite someday list or, or, or project, uh, Labels never quite, man, there's some bugs with Todoist too, speaking of which, but there, you know, trying to add labels doesn't always add the label. I'll type the at sign yeah. and type out the label name and then like the label yeah. won't get added. So the task name will say, you know, check this out, uh, or, you know, look into, you know, uh, uh, doorbells or doorknobs, or, uh, smart door locks, mm-hmm. right? at-home project someday <laughs> or something or at someday and it's like see this is why i couldn't find it when i was so i've just started going back to drafts because drafts is the place that i keep a ton of stuff at and it's easier for me to filter search there and the context gets added over time so if i'm researching a thing instead of having added to do is that something to to research because it's not oh figure out what's wrong with this server it's like no i just want to research this topic What well, i don't need to go in there because it's not a to- it's not a do item is not actionable mm-hmm. necessarily so getting back to only putting things in there that are actionable also it you know centralizes some stuff means i'm not trying to figure out like what was that thing we were talking about
0: (laughs) (laughs) that random link michael sent me that i don't know why he sent it to me but i put it in to do us to look at it oh
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, like oh man i found a task in there that i apparently sent to the doers from twist and it was like a link that i have found helpful and I was like, what is this? And the link took me back to Twist, which twist. of course Twist is gone. So I don't even know what the hell it was supposed to be useful for because there's not the actual link associated except the link to Twist. And I was like, well, see, that was stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, live and learn. Uh, appreciate that clarification. Funny you mentioned good links. I don't know what happened. But something on my phone shifted all of my app icons by one. I think I moved an app and it pushed everything or, or something. I don't even remember. But I noticed it today because, you know, muscle memory. I went to tap on the Discord icon and it was over by one. I'm like, well, that's weird. What happened? Then I went to page two to tap on something. Oh, deliveries. And uh, when I went to tap on deliveries, I accidentally tapped on Good Links. I'm like, wait. Wait, I have Good Links on here. I should, I should start putting stuff in here again. So I need to poke at Good Links and Lear and stuff because, yeah, that could be a great workflow and a great process to follow.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm liking Good Links. Uh, you know, only problem that tr- I have
0: with Good Links is it's
1: not on Windows. Yep. Yeah, see, if I were in your position, I might look at either. Insta paper or pocket. Uh,
0: So what I'm looking at is, I'm going to try to find it. There was an article you sent me that was about a drafts extension for Chrome. So I might use that and look into a Good Links action to drop links into Good Links from drafts. That way, I can get them using drafts as intermediary uh, from my computer that I come across on the web two drafts to good links. If I want to look at it. Uh, and one thing I forgot you can do and you, I, I think already know this, but I was thinking at first when I kind of thought about this, I was thinking, you know, that could make a big mess. But then I remembered that while I was looking through, uh, the action that I sent you, you can actually set drafts to delete drafts after you take action on it, which is super convenient. Yep. So,
1: So that, that, yeah, that Chrome link, that, that, that is a, that was a neat tool. I thought that was something neat that was created. Um, alternatively, you could, and it it would really depend kind of on how this, uh, how that, that Chrome extension works for sending things to drafts. But if it allows you to, you know, apply tags to it as it's going in, you could just make your reading list in drafts, just a reading list workspace. Mm. Um, and just use the action to, to either open, you know, use your open link action when you want to read a story or just put it in link mode and just tap on the link in the draft. Uh, that's Ooh. another thing that works. Yeah.
0: So you've been on beta a little while. What are your initial thoughts? Cause I've shared my thoughts. I don't think you have, have you? I don't remember.
1: No, cause I wasn't on it, but maybe a few days the last time, uh, recorded and I hadn't yet put the beta on my watch, which I did, I think a few days after that. So my overall thoughts about the beta is that it's it's, it's pretty solid. Uh, I came in, so I I missed the entire first, what, five betas, I think? (laughs) Yeah. So I came in on the beta right after they fixed the Safari or updated Safari to add the, the bottom toolbar back with the back and forward and share button and all of that. Which is nice. Um, I, I do like this particular layout. The getting used to it being at the bottom, like I still find myself occasionally trying to touch the top of my phone. like, where the oh yeah, it's down here. Uh but having the address bar at the bottom, and yes, I do know that you can move it back to the top, but I actually think that having it at the bottom uh is a little better. Cause I can easily reach it. I don't have to do the whole phone Mm -hmm. chimney thing to get to the top of the phone. So like I'm fine where it is. It's just, you know, muscle memory. Like Mike just said with his app icons, like just getting that muscle memory back, getting that muscle memory retrained to go to the bottom. But as far as good, I do not like, the new shortcuts like the changes (laughs) that they have made to shortcuts shortcuts itself really isn't new like the folders and all that stuff came last year but the the reorganization or the changing of the layout Mm -hmm. uh, that has been done just the slight little tweaks they've done to it I don't really care for them Uh, I feel like it makes navigating it a little bit more cumbersome than it used to be uh, I have not tried creating new shortcuts, so I'll have to report back on that uh, next time just because I opened up shortcuts one day with the intent of going to go create a shortcut. And I was like, well, let me look through what I have in here already to see if I can just <laughs> modify something or whatever, or if I already made this thing. And I was like, oh, I I, I don't like this. I just closed it. I was like, man, screw this. I'm out. Yep. Uh <laughs> want nothing to do with it but generally it's been pretty solid i have discovered that there is some sort of glitch with uh and i think it just applies to bluetooth audio seemingly so Mm. when bluetooth is connected and you have background audio playing i 99.9 percent of the time cannot use siri unless i and what i figured out as the workaround is pause the audio first then try to trigger siri uh and it's no matter how I try to trigger Siri, if I hold down the button on the on the headphones, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll duck, it'll, it'll, you know, stomp out the audio for a second, like Siri's coming up. But then usually what I will get is the, oh, I'm done listening to you tone,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: holding down the side button on the phone, same thing. So what I figured out purely by accident uh, a couple of days ago is pause the audio, then, you know summon siri and say your thing and then it happens and then you can just go back to playing your audio very weird bug uh i don't like it Uh, and i'm using apple's earbuds so see now i was just gonna
0: say i'm not observing this often with the airpods airpod pros every once in a while i'll have my phone upstairs and someone will text me and i'm like hey Uh, I almost said it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, S-person. Go uh, send a message to so-and-so. And and then I say my message. And this is always fun. Instead of Siri activating, what it does is it seems like it just taps the power button for me. Because I... I don't Siri doesn't take action but voiceover tells me what time it is and
1: <laughs> the, the phone's
0: upstairs and I have to go upstairs to relock it or wait uh I think I set for a minute or something um and hope that I don't get a notification within that minute that keeps it or unlocked
1: hope time hope <laughs> or, the time doesn't change Yeah 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 <laughs> it'll never lock Yes 101 <laughs> One on two, right. damn it, it was almost locked. One <laughs> on three, damn it.
0: You've been there, seen that. <laughs> yep,
1: I was stuck in that loop a couple of days ago. I was like, fuck, I gotta I should go get up and go lock the phone. Jeez. Yeah,
0: but it's so far away. <laughs> uh,
1: now, I am not using AirPods or AirPods. I'm using the Beats Flex uh, earbuds, which on another note, like, so I've owned, well, Tia owns a pair of AirPods. I've had a pair of AirPod Pros uh, for a very short time. And I've also had the PowerBeats Pro uh, mm. earbuds from Apple. So I've, I, I've experienced the usage of the regular AirPods. i used them on my phone long enough to know that I cannot use regular AirPods because they don't stay in my ears. AirPod Pros are fine as far as staying in my ears. They were great. Uh, the PowerBeats Beats didn't work for me. I should return those to Costco. They did not work for me because um, the ear hooks were kind of weird. They were a little uncomfortable. And the case was ginormous. Like, <laughs> if the, it, you know, look, the discomfort combined with the enormous case that I'm like, I have know where to carry this with me. Like, either I just got to have the earbuds in or don't have any earbuds. Cause how am I going to carry this with It won't fit in my pocket.
0: Like Yeah, it, I like the AirPod Pro case. It just slips right in your pocket. You can, yeah, at least for my pocket, I can short keep my phone. Pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can keep my phone and my AirPods Pro case in my pocket. I am looking at new AirPod tips, though. Just throwing that out there. New
1: I AirPods. have to, yeah, I will send you a link to those. Uh, I've, I've, well, I have not tried them personally myself, but people seem to like them. I like the foamy tips in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just haven't tried the specific ones for the AirPod Pros. Uh, I have foamy tips in right now.
0: Yeah, you should send me that one cuz I wonder if it's the same one I'm looking at. I don't remember the name of the one I'm looking at.
1: Uh they are great memory phone tips. Uh you squeeze them, you put them in your ear and then they expand to fill the available space and it they seal be a little the ones better. That
0: I'm looking at. <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute which ones they are. But that uh back to your Oh. Yeah,
1: know. so uh my point being like I've used several different pair of Apple you know, earbuds. And I think, well, the only difference that I'm aware of between any of these that I have named, that I have tried, versus the ones that I'm currently using now, which are the Beach Flex, is, uh, and I just wouldn't buy another pair of AirPod Pros because I was like, man, they're gonna come out with a new pair, so. Uh... The Beach Flex do not have either the W1 or H1 chip. And that is the only thing that I know is different. Now, everything else works the same as the AirPods, the Beats, Uh, meaning that they are paired to all of my devices over iCloud. So they switch to my watch sometimes when I don't want them to.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: Super weird bug, Apple, you should probably fix this. Um, If anybody from Apple happens to be listening just randomly for some reason. Uh, Listen, if I'm playing audio, from my phone and I tap my watch face, I don't want you to turn off my audio, connect to the watch so I can hear voiceover through the watch and then attempt to go back to the phone. <laughs> like, because I don't know when you're back at the phone, so I don't know when to try to you know press play to resume my audio. Yeah, I have popped out an earbud so I can hear what the watch has to say. Uh, super annoying. I'm sorry, though. You know, it did work seamlessly one day though uh, i checked a message i replied to the message and then it went back to the audio and resumed playing overcast and i was like oh well see that's great but if you did that all the time i probably wouldn't have anything to say but you don't
0: but was it playing the audio from overcast from the phone or f- did it just pick it up from the watch
1: no it was playing from the phone oh okay. yeah so basically what happened kind of to explain this scenario audio was playing in my ears uh I tapped the watch face either to send them. I think I was trying to dictate a message is what it was. So I held down the button on the watch to dictate a message, you know, say send, you know, mm-hmm. probably to a, a message, you know, got the Siri sound in the earbud. So it had switched over to the watch. I dictated a message. I read the message and I sent the message. And then, you know, after about maybe three seconds of me having covered the watch face to put it back to sleep, the audio starts back playing from the phone. And I confirmed. Nice. It, it was like nice. I was like, Oh, that's what they've been trying to do, but it happened like that one time.
0: Should be... Now my question for you is,
1: was this after
0: you were on beta for both, and have you gotten it to work since then?
1: I actually think this this was before I was on beta of either.
0: Ah, uh, uh, uh.
1: uh, I do remember that. Uh, and also Comply. Hmm?
0: Comply is the name of the earbuds. Oh, no wait. Yeah, comply foam earbuds, or ear tips.
1: Uh, I don't know if those are the ones. I, I can't remember the name of the ones. I was actually going to go search Allison's site because I think she reviewed the ones that a lot of people were talking about, uh, and it could be those.
0: Ah, uh-huh. okay.
1: Uh, but I just like the foamy tips in general. Like I, I have them on the earbuds I'm using now. I've never I, used.
0: Uh, memory foam tips
1: so oh man they are they are nice they are super nice tip no pun intended <laughs> the tip <laughs> typically with the silicone ish tips you just stick them in your ear right with the foamy one squeeze one and then stick it in your ear uh because when you squeeze it, it'll, it'll pop back out. It may not feel like it initially, but it gives you time to put it in your ear and then it'll expand back and it gives you a better seal.
0: Huh, okay, uh,
1: Which is one of the reasons I like them. And also another reason that I personally like them is because like, my ears are not small, they're like tip size, they're not the small ones, they're not the mediums, they're not the large ones. Like, there's always slightly something off. Like if I go with the small tips, then they tend to come out a little bit easier the mediums aren't quite comfortable enough with like talking about like the silicone tips and the large ones are just too huge. Like if I come jamming something in my ear, i <laughs> become uncomfortable. The foamy ones, usually I can get away with a small or a medium and squeeze it down, put it in my ear. And then when it expands, it's only going to go as far as it can go and then I'm good. So that's another reason I kind of like them. Cause I don't have to spend an inordinate amount of time going through you know, five different sizes of ear tips trying to figure out which ones actually fit the best. Ah, yeah. But anyhow, uh, beach flex. Yeah. They're cheap. They're decent, uh, but they are kind (laughs) of crappy. I'll tell you this, the 40 bucks I paid for mine from Amazon is a good price for them. Uh, I don't think I would have been as happy if I would have paid eighty bucks, which is what I think they originally cost it when they came out. Ah. But for forty bucks, like I am perfectly fine and I'm not really complaining. Just more, I just want to tell you about the experience in case you're thinking about getting them. Uh, there's some weird Bluetooth behavior there.
0: Char Gen Pro huh? is the name of the AirPod tips that she ah. did, where she was talking about using the wings that she doesn't normally use. Or the hooks. Ah, yep. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're 12 bucks on Amazon, which is half the price of the ones I was looking at. <laughs> so I might pick those up, actually, instead of just the ones I was looking at. So did you get a chance to listen to Tekken Barbecue this week?
1: I did not. It is on my list.
0: Interesting podcast. I'm like, man, this really sounds interesting. I want to start smoking. I want to use some of the smokers <laughs> they're mentioning, and everything was great. And then I googled one of the smokers, and I'm like, not that great. Uh, <laughs> You're looking uh, at forty three hundred dollars starting price. Holy shit. <laughs> Now, admittedly, the and I'll link to this episode in the show notes, but the smoker they were talking about was a gravity smoker, and he said it looks a lot like a gun safe, and it's like 600 pounds, and it just stands vertically, and you put your uh, charcoal in the top, and then it feeds it down, uh, and so that way you don't have to open it and mess with the temperature of the meat when oh, you're adding charcoal nice. to it. And yeah, it's nice, but I don't know that forty three hundred dollars <laughs> nice. At least not for me right now. <laughs> but yeah, it, it had me intrigued. Um, and you know, listening to that podcast reiterated to me that I like to cook food, but I know nothing about cooking food. And there's so much more room for improvement, and we can leverage technology to help make a better experience for ourselves our family and for those who were entertaining too uh is, is really what it brought to my attention so what are you using to smoke me
1: that's kind of why i wanted to listen to that episode like i was really excited when that was one of the um what do what they call this experimental yep. episodes for this week of dtns because i was like you know i, I haven't followed this space all that much when it comes to comes to the technology, um, because I know how to cook. Right now, I know I'm not an expert at a lot of stuff when it comes to cooking, but I do enough to get by. You know, I don't routinely overcook things or undercook things or anything like that. Uh, but I knew there probably would be some interesting tech uh, that, that I made. What was that thermometer that everybody was going nuts over for a while? Like, I really wanted to get one of those at one point in time.
0: I don't remember. Was it a talking one or?
1: Uh, it, it was a smart one that you ah. connected, had the app. Uh, we, we will find it and put it in the, in the, in the show notes. Was like Demasi the will grill. find it
0: because I got no fucking clue what he's talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You yeah, do. I know. Once I see it, I'll be like,
0: oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that uh, would be kind of cool to have. A-
1: the Weber eye Grill.
0: Ah, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, and they had several different versions of this. Uh, but I think the the most popular one, or the one that really got the most attention, was when it became a standalone smart device that they had an app for your phone, so like you could get a notification when, when once your meat got to a certain temperature, or just open the app to check the temperature mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, of what your meat was, uh, or what the inside of your grill was. I think also I I didn't again didn't do a whole lot of research on it because I was like, man, screw that, I ain't got time.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. He brought up a couple of good points. Uh, never rely on the thermostat on your grill. And nope. I didn't think about this, but the thermostat on your grill is nowhere near where the meat is, so that doesn't give you even a close representation of how the meat is doing itself.
1: That is more, uh, well, I mean, I'd never pay attention to it because I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I didn't even know for about the first six months that I had that grill that that was a fucking thermometer on the front of it. <laughs> I just thought it was like some symbol for the company who made the grill that they just put like this little plastic thing on the front of my grill or whatever. <laughs> like I didn't even know what
0: it was. And someone comes in and goes, you're me, <laughs> uh, so it's hot.
1: At, so it's, it's at 250 degrees. I'm like, how did you know it's at two? There's a thermometer on the front of it. Oh, well shit. <laughs> I just open it and and see how much heat. Well, let the heat dissipate when I crack it open, and then yep. you know check to see how hot it is. Like, ah. or I open the pipe up on the top of it a little bit, and then put my hand over. it. Like, if there's a super hot heat that like scorches my hand coming out, like it's too hot. A little <laughs> too hot. Yeah. A little too hot. Probably don't <laughs> want to put any meat on there just yet.
0: <laughs> but yeah, What's I. The- I enjoyed it. It was a good episode. Well worth the a hour ish, uh, and and I just like Chris, the stuff that Chris Ashley does, anyway. So
1: yeah, I've been meaning to go check out the what is it the S M R. Yeah, I've been meaning to try to go check that out because hearing more of him on uh, DTNS has has been like you know the, the, you know and I think the other uh, Rod I think has been on yep. DTNS a couple of times. So I should really go check that show out and I should you know kind of see what people are talking about elsewhere. You know, get out of the Apple eco system from time to time. I'm switching to Linux.
0: <laughs> they are Apple fanboys, except one of them, and I think it's Rod. Rod, the no, maybe it's not. It, anyways one of them i haven't listened to the podcast in a while is uh all in on the samsung world
1: ah that makes for an interesting conversation yes though. yes uh, it does so you actually so for me when it comes to smoking meat in the like that, that 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 gravity smoker does sound interesting because one problem that you do face is whenever you open your grill like you're letting all of the heat out or all of the smoke out and then it has to build back up um uh, mm-hmm. So the type of grill that I have is, uh, I mean, there probably is a better name for this. I don't know. But I just call it, it's just a barrel grill because it's shaped like a barrel. Okay. Ah. Uh, it is, it's it's the bigger size barrel. It's not the huge. It's not the ginormous Texas barrel grill, you know, somebody cut an oil <laughs> drum, which I do want one of those. So, you know, if anybody knows anybody that, you know, makes those, we should talk. But so this grill has uh, four individual little racks that you put on the you know for the for the bottom part like where you put your meat on uh that's directly and then down inside of the actual bottom barrel part is where the charcoal goes and then you have your your racks but instead of there being one long rack you know sort of of like an oven rack like there's there's four individual pieces that make up the rack for you to sit your meat on uh when i'm smoking something typically what i will do is let's see try to keep this as What's the word I'm looking for anyway? Uh I was gonna say it's pungent, but it's not the <laughs> it's not <the> let <laughs> Let's keep this as pungent as possible. Uh I'll try to be as efficient as I possibly can with this explanation. So, one thing I do with my charcoal, so I I do buy a specific type of charcoal is Royal Oak. Uh, I will put a link. I will send Michael a link to go in the show notes for this uh, particular charcoal that I buy. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I, I use this charcoal because it is it is it is very efficient. Like it's not extra large charcoal. Or it's not you know jumbo coal. Like it's, it's not none of that bullshit. Like it almost regular size coals that you normally see. You know, looks like Kingsford in a lot of ways, but it burns exceptionally well. Uh, but when I am going out to, let's say, smoke some ribs, for example. i use this as an example. So I will put enough charcoal. First thing I do is I pour all the charcoal on one side of the grill, and then I stack it up in a, you know, not necessarily a pyramid, but some sort of form where it's all stacked on top of each other. Uh, and I do that at one, one end of the grill. And the reason I do it at one end, I stack it all up like that, and then I put my... uh Put my lighter fluid on there, and when I put lighter fluid on the charcoal, like I walk away for about fifteen to twenty minutes before I come back and light it to give it time to kind of drip down through the seep its way through the crevices. Because instead of lighting my charcoal from the top, I usually light it from the bottom and let it burn up versus lighting it from the top and it burns down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That does two things. One, it starts the charcoal burning at the bottom you know, first, which means that the any lighter fluid gets burned from the bottom up, which means I don't have random flare ups that I'm not expecting. And secondly, I don't end up with that, that lighter fluidy taste in my meat. Uh, so
0: I'm going to jump in here real quick. One of the things they mentioned is a more efficient way to light charcoal without using lighter fluid. So that might be interesting to you.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a Weber, uh, what's that called? The Weber chimney. Man, Weber makes a lot of grill shit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I used to have a Weber chimney that you would, you would pour all the charcoal in the top of it and stick like newspaper or something up onto the bottom of it and light the newspaper. And then once the charcoal, you know, started to burn evenly, you would just grab the handle of it and turn it upside down and dump it out into the bottom of the thing, uh, bottom of the grill. But, so what I do is keep my charco and I leave my charcoal in that, that stacked up state. So as it starts to burn down and I can kind of tell when it's, when it's, you know, changing color, like it's gotten to that, that white ash looking color, uh, is, which is where your charcoal should be. People, if you have vision, like your charcoal basically kind of looks white or very off whitish, uh, you shouldn't really put your meat on there before it gets to that color, at least in my opinion. Mm. Uh, now it is still extremely hot when it is at this state. Uh, So what I tend to do is like I'll throw some things. And again, my charcoal is on one end of my grill. The reason I do that is because I can do indirect heat as well. So I can cook something right on top of it if it needs to be right on top of it. But I can also slide things off to the side so that it's still getting the heat, but it's indirect heat. So it's more slow cooking. Uh, for smoking something like I just have a bucket that I put a bunch of wood chunks or, or whatever in and, and I usually have that wood soaking for several hours so it kind of gets as soaked as it possibly can. So it doesn't instantly dry out as soon as it hits the fire and start burning because uh, I wanted to generate as much smoke. Wet wood creates smoke or green wood uh, creates a lot of smoke because uh, mm. it's mostly still moist. Uh, that's why it's still green because it was recently alive. uh mm-hmm. So, I will cook whatever I need to cook at that time, like you know, hot dogs, little things like that that are not necessarily being smoked. I will cook that before I even put wood on there, because uh, that usually doesn't take all that long, and it's it's making use of the fire while it's hot. Uh, once I have done that, like I will get my wood out, you know, let it kind of drip dry, and just start laying it across where all of that charcoal has started to cook down into ash at and I just put a you know big pile of wood on top of it, or a lot of big chunks of wood on it. Give that about 20 twenty-ish minutes to to really kind of start doing its thing as far as to smoking and, and, and all of the wood to start being affected by the heat. And then I start putting my meat out there. And typically I'm putting that meat off again off the heat because I don't want it to cook too fast because I typically like ribs. The last time I cooked a slab of ribs they were on the grill for roughly about almost 15 hours it was over 14 Mm -hmm. hours not quite 15 hours Um, and they came out perfectly uh, Mm -hmm. because once i had those cooking like i wasn't going out there but and i kind of use these so my grill has like the little chimney that sticks out of the top of the lid Mm -hmm. when it's closed uh, I use that to kind of control the heat, and again, that's why I made reference to like I will put my I will go over there and I will put my hand over the top of that before I open the grill, so I can see what the heat is like, what's coming out of there, and if it's you know too hot, then I close it up. I use that to kind of control the airflow. That's the yeah. that's the way I control the airflow. So like if I feel like you know things are getting too hot, I'll push it over. I won't close it all the way off because I might forget about it long enough that it smothers the flame out because it's not getting any oxygen Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'll keep it very very tightly cracked so there's just a small crack in there so it's still getting some airflow uh, and I'll use that to kind of adjust it so instead of opening the grill to check on the meat it's like well I know how long this has been out here I will go slide the chimney a little bit wider open let some of that smoke vent you know flood the neighborhood with all the, all the goodness of that <laughs> smoke <laughs> let them have that <laughs>
0: yep, that's all you get
1: <laughs> uh, and bring the heat up a little bit too just in case something is starting to die down like that'll help bring the heat back up a little bit and then I'll close it back down uh, yep. and I, I just kind of manipulate that throughout the day that's how I did with those reels. I just kind of Manipulated that. Like, I really wasn't opening the lid. Like, I opened it maybe three or four times, and, and from the time I put them on there to the time that I took them off, uh, I did open them kind of very early in the process just to make sure that, like, it seriously ain't too hot in here and, like, my meat's, like, burning hmm. off the bone. Right. Uh, and I poked them with my finger. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> shit, they still basically all right, man. Go somewhere. I'm finna to go do something else. I'm gonna go right? cut the grass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for me, good ribs come off, and they're not since like, oh, man, uh, Ruby Tuesdays, I think, is the last restaurant that I bought ribs from. And, like, they were crispy. Mm. And they shouldn't quite be crispy. No. Uh, so the way that these ribs came out is that, I could go out and I could pull the bone of the rib and just separate the ribs by grabbing the bone and like pull pull the ribs apart like that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't just fall off of the bone, uh, right? Because you don't want them to just fall off the bone. Because if they just fall off, uh, like just you know, you you, you press overcooked on the, them. You overcooked them, right? Because then people can't eat them. Like you should be able to pick it up by the bone and bite it. Uh, and have it just kind of come off very easily uh, I'll give you a perfect example So I can cook ribs Well enough that they don't fall apart But they are they are done enough And, and kind of soft enough The meat is, is, is you know tender enough That uh, a person that does not have any teeth Can eat them hmm. So if you can get them like that Then you've got some good ribs if you go out there and you try to separate your meat and you pick it up by the bone and, and the whole piece of meat just falls off the bone back onto your plate, well, you overcooked them.
0: Yeah, and now I'm hungry. We had fajitas for dinner. Mm. Steak free. fajitas.
1: Ooh, steak fajitas. Yeah. Mm. Man, Tia says she wants to come out there so you can <laughs> I just want to go visit Mike Dills so because Mike can cook me some food. <laughs> 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 she's like like, yeah bacon wrapped jalapenos yeah yeah yeah." we gotta go hang out with mike and valerie she
0: could she could make them very easily i know you don't eat pork but i mean she could they're not difficult to make it's the cutting the jalapenos that i (laughs) i have learned to use rubber gloves because otherwise my hands will burn for weeks Yeah, Maybe maybe like four or five days. But when when your hands are burning, it seems like wheat. Yes. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And and no, water does not help with it either. It just intensifies the heat.
1: Doesn't help at all. You should try washing your hands in some ghost milk. Huh. Never. No, man. I I just made that up. Oh, okay. (laughs) I literally
0: (laughs) just made that up. Uh, and and see, I was sitting there thinking, where can I, get, how much is goat's milk? Where can I get that? Like literally I was, I was going to start Googling it. <laughs> On that note, hopefully we left you guys a little hungry and uh, oh, yeah, man. notes. I've got a lot of links here. I'm actually taking notes during the recording of the podcast. So it'll simplify my editing process. Uh, but notes and more information will be at com slash DM77. He's on Twitter at Damasi, D A M A S H uh, E, most of the time. Well, no, okay, let's not lie. A quarter of the time. I'm on Twitter at Payom, PayOwn, P A Y O W N. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks and give us your feedback.
1: And the show is at the DM series.
0: Oh, yeah. I always forget that. <laughs>